Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Anchor Q&A. I posted about this a week ago on my community tab over on the YouTube channel, and I have finally found some time to do it. Um, I'm recording straight into Anchor, so this is all totally unscripted totally off the cuff, if you will. No idea how long it's going to be. Nothing like that. Um, It says I can only record up to 30 minutes in my web browser. So yeah, I doubt it'll be that long. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so thank you all for the questions. There weren't a ton, but enough to talk for a little bit. We'll start with Spudnik's dog ask, would you rather have the would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or a watermelon? Um, honestly, I already have a pretty big head. And um, a head the size of a tennis ball might, honestly, might cause more issues than a head the size of a watermelon. Because, like, if you stand a watermelon up, it's, like, kind of just long, not wide. Like, it's not Hey Arnold, it's more of Gerald, I guess. So, I'm going to have to go with watermelon. Michael just asked, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Um, I've been trying to take care of myself mentally a little bit more here lately. And, um, I'd say it's been working just taking, taking more time off between videos. I know that I know you guys hate that because, you know, you're obviously not getting uh, the same amount of videos you were before, but you know, I think it's best for me to uh, try and take my time and put a video out when I'm ready and when I feel like it's going to be the right, like I'm in the right mindset and the right headspace to put out a quality video. So uh, thank you, Michael. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Andre Turnquist asks, what state has the most caught serial killers i actually don't know state with most serial killers okay um so apparently alaska according to this little bit of research that i just did which means googling it and it says proportional to its population alaska is without a doubt the most popular state among serial killers with 15.65 serial killings per 1 million inhabitants. Um, number two is Nevada, and then Florida and California in number four. So if you live in any one of those states, uh, just, you know, just stay safe. Stay safe out there, for sure, because good Lord Almighty. Yeah, Nevada, Florida, California, and then number five is Washington, uh, Oregon. Louisiana, Texas, Utah, and Oklahoma. So, if you live in any of those 10 states that we just named, be sure to be careful, because apparently they have the most uh, serial killers, at least caught. Who knows? 
Uh, Stephen Turner wants to know the capital of Idaho. That would be Boise, Idaho. Boise or Boise, Boise. I think it's Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Boise actually sounds right, but I I don't know. So I'm going to say Boise, and I'm going to say Boise, Idaho. Um, Dexter Morgan came in with a good bit of questions. He said, do you think the Earth might be flat yet? Um, No, I don't. Uh, What kind of PC or chair do you use? Uh, I couldn't really tell you what kind of PC. All I know is that it's an HP. It's kind of, it's kind of okay. It's got, you know, it's not the greatest thing. I kind of want to get like a really nice high-end laptop and just use an external monitor and keyboard and stuff because I feel like that would be easier. Um, this computer gets kind of loud, especially when I'm rendering videos because it seems like all of my videos tend to be around one gig or two gigs. So they're pretty big files, but it just, this PC gets gets pretty loud sometimes. So I'd actually like to uh, switch that out for something a little more slim in the form factor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Any more creepy posters or stories coming? Probably not, simply because they don't really pull the views and the watch time to uh, um, like be worth the time that I put in. Because those take... Depending on how long it is, those take quite a while. Um, so thanks, Dexter Morgan, for all your questions. Aileen Lovely asks, what state are you in? If you're asking about the um, cold cases from every state series, we are going to be covering Kentucky next. If you're asking where I live, I live in North Carolina. So I hope that answered your question. Um Jay Lynn actually had a really good question. I really like it. Does having your animals help when you're searching through all the dark material and make you feel better? For examples, my dog make my life a lot better. And I would honestly say yes. There are times when I'm feeling a little upset. I'm feeling a little down. I can just like go into the living room or the bedroom, wherever the dogs are, and uh, just lay down and pet them for a bit and just cuddle for a little while. Uh, just have them near me. It, 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 I know like petting a dog releases certain endorphins that make you feel better and all that stuff, but having them there and knowing that uh, they have just like unconditional love for me and they make me feel better. I, they make me feel safe. I make them feel safe. It's a really great uh, dynamic that, I have with my pets and stuff and it's, they do help. They definitely do. Whenever I'm feeling down, I can just go in there and just pet them and talk to them. And that weird dog voice that everybody gets when they talk to their dogs. And yeah, it's great. I really do. I really do love it. If anyone is struggling emotionally or, uh, mentally, I definitely suggest getting some type of companion pet, like some kind of companion dog, you know? Um, an emotional support dog. Those are a thing. And I don't think that kind of thing should be like frowned upon at all. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, I don't know. But yeah, they definitely, definitely help out. <coughs> um, Take a Majestic Bow says, 
where did your fascination for mysteries come from? Or have you personally had similar experiences to the content on your channel? By the way, keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Take a majestic bow. Um, I think my fascination for memories stemmed from when I was a kid. I used to watch uh, Forensic Files all the time when I was a kid. And I watched it with my mom all the time. Uh, other shows I used to watch... Uh, Criminal Minds, Law and Order, Crime Scene, or CSI. Uh, I watched Bones when I got older. Stuff like that. I think I've always kind of had an interest in not necessarily the frontline part of police work, but the more detective, like searching for answers part of the police work and the forensics and things that go into that. That's always been super interesting to me, and also the psychological part of it for some certain cases. I think it's interesting to try and get into someone's head and see what was happening when everything took place. And on the opposite end of that spectrum, I like knowing that, uh, to some extent, what I do could possibly one day spark a memory in someone and help someone be found or help someone find some type of closure. You know, I think that's always kind of, I didn't really realize that's what I wanted to do until I did it. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do um, as a YouTube career or as a YouTube creator, I suppose. And I think it really just stemmed from that. I've always kind of wanted, I like having answers for things, you know, I like having a straight answer when it comes to things. And I think that might be another part of it. Who knows? But I would say I've probably already had it. I've all, sorry. I've probably already or always had an interest in it or a fascination as you put it, because it's just kind of, kind of what I grew up watching. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Always had a fascination in it. And I'm glad I get to use that fascination to, um, entertain so many of you nowadays. So yeah. And Mr. Al, the killer asks, does researching all these dark and emotional cases ever affect your mental health? Absolutely. I mean, there's no hiding it, you know, anyone who, uh, works on these types of cases for an extended period of time, it's going to be, it's going to take a toll on them unless you are just so emotionally stable that it doesn't. I don't know how you could be. I mean, I think at the end of the day, that is part of why Kaylee Elise left. And I feel like I bring her up every time I get the chance, but she's such a good example of somebody who's doing something um, incredibly noble and incredibly kind and thoughtful and it just it took a toll on her and she made the huge decision to leave and i respect her for that but she had to do it for her mental health and i i, I do worry sometimes that i might end up having to do that and i don't want to do that um i like getting these names and these faces out there i like talking about unsolved cases and cold cases and uh, things like that. Even just cases that have a conclusion or that are just strange, like the most recent one, Stephen Quebecki, I covered uh, in the previous video. 
they're just incredibly interesting to me. But as far as the cold cases and things like that, not having answers, I mean, it sucks. It really sucks to read about, but I cannot even imagine the toll that it takes on the parents and the family members and the friends. You know, I can't put myself in their shoes. And if I do, I can't do it for too long because then I get, I get way too connected and then I'll end up in a really, really dark place. It's happened before talking about certain, uh, certain individuals who have done some, some terrible things, but I've managed to stay connected enough to remember I'm talking about people and I need to be respectful and I need to think about what I say and how I say it, but I'm also disconnected enough to where it doesn't have as incredible of a toll that it could, if that makes any sense. And I think that goes for anyone who wants to work in this field, whether it be a hobby like mine, like just talking about these cases, or whether you want to pursue uh, an actual career in forensics or in like private detective work or anything like that in the police force or, you know, things like that. You have to be able to not necessarily turn off the human aspect of it, but you have to be able to keep it under control. It's the same if you were to work in an emergency room or as a surgeon or as a doctor or a nurse. You have to understand that you're talking about people and you're working with people, but at the same time, especially if you're a doctor or a police officer or a nurse or a first responder or you know somebody who's fighting for the world or the country overseas, you have to understand that the people around you can be gone in an instant or the people you're talking about, the people you're caring for, that person is already gone and you have to try your best to remember that it's important to remember them, but you cannot let it tear you down too much because when that happens, there's no progress. There's no, there's no more talking about it because it hurts too bad, but you have to kind of get over that hump so you can talk about it. So you can face the problems at hand. And, uh, I, I do struggle with that every once in a while, but really it's, it's something that I think we all kind of need to sit back and think about, but I think that really kind of sums up how I feel about the whole thing. It does take a toll on me here and there, but I, I've here recently, I've finally convinced myself that I don't need to put out two videos every week. I don't need to put out like as much content as I was because that in itself was taking a mental toll on me. And then on top of what I was talking about was taking a toll on me. And I finally found a nice balance. I believe I put out a video maybe once a week, maybe every two weeks or, or maybe twice a week. I don't know. It depends. It's just how I'm feeling. And if I feel like I'm up for it, I'll try. And if I do it awesome, if not, it's just not time. I've gotten to a point where I feel like that's something I can do. I can, I can take time for mental health and stuff like that. And I think it's important for everyone to try and find a balance in their life. Even if you're not talking about what I talk about on a regular basis, but yeah. So that was the last question. Thank you all who submitted one. And I hope I gave you all a nice long answer. <laughs> I hope I answered everyone um, thoroughly and all that. Thanks again. 
Um, I'll probably do another one of these like next year, which sounds so weird to say this year has just flown by. So I probably won't talk to you like, like this until sometime next year. So uh, until then, um, happy holidays. I hope you have an incredible time with your family or your friends or whoever you spend your holidays with. I hope everyone has an incredible time. I hope you have an awesome, awesome new year. Be sure to take care of yourself and take care of each other. Drink responsibly, party responsibly, and uh, stay safe out there.